Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Santa H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And today is January 23rd, 2017. Today we're reading from the big book, and we'll be on page XXI, rereading, beginning at the first paragraph that begins with, what is the solution? And we'll be reading through two paragraphs ending has passed to no return. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Anne Marie, and the 12 Traditions, Libby E. And reading the literature today are Chelsea H. and Lisa B. The share ID for Sunday, January 22nd, 2017, our special edition meeting is 9503. 9503. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anne Marie to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, um, Santa. This is Anne Marie M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, the 12 steps. We admitted, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our life over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our own. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you, Anne-Marie M. And now we'll have Libby E. read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Sansa. Good morning, everyone. I'm Libby E., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. And thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we'll be rereading page XXXI, beginning with the first paragraph that says, what is the solution? We'll be reading and commenting on two paragraphs ending with, yes, past and no return. 
Um, the entire morning will be focused on his reading, and perhaps those who didn't have an opportunity to share last Friday, you'd be welcome to do so this morning. So let's begin. If I can have Chelsea H., we get us started. Good morning, Chelsea. Good morning, Santa. Good morning, um, Vision for You. This is Chelsea H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. What is the solution? Perhaps I can best answer this by relating one of my experiences. About one year prior to this experience, a man was brought in to be treated for chronic alcoholism. He had but partially recovered from a gastric hemorrhage and seemed to be a case of pathological mental deterioration. He had lost everything worthwhile in life and was only living, one might say, to drink. He frankly admitted and believed that for him there was no hope. Following the elimination of alcohol, there was found to be no permanent brain injury. He accepted the plan outlined in this book. One year later, he called to see me, and I experienced a very strange sensation. I knew the man by name and partially recognized his features, but there all resemblance ended. From a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck had emerged a man brimming over with self-reliance and contentment. I talked with him for some time, but was not able to bring myself to feel that I had known him before. To me, he was a stranger, and so he left me. A long time has passed with no return to alcohol. I'm still Chelsea, living in the solution one day at a time. Um, this paragraph speaks to me on so many levels. First of all, I identify so much with the individual, um, Hank Parkhurst, he um, was an agnostic, just like myself, and um, I also identify with that because the, following the elimination of him putting down his substance, same thing for myself, when I put down the food and I wasn't in any kind of condition where I needed any kind of hospitalization or anything, I accepted the plan outlined in this book. And that's a difficult thing for somebody who's agnostic to get with this information in this book because it's saturated with God references, religious references, and all these other things. So the issue was I was a compulsive overeater. I am a compulsive overeater, and I'm a drunk. I had to have this solution. So in order for me to get any relief, I had to find a way to really get through this program. And one of the things that I have discovered as I continue to live in the solution, whether I believe in God or whether I don't is irrelevant. It has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter. Am I willing to accept the plan, walk through the process, have the experience so that I can come out on the other side the way Hank did from a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck, which is what I was when I came back to these rooms almost going up to 400 pounds and struggling just to walk to get from one point to the other, waddling basically, I was able then to walk, have somebody take me to this book. And one of the things, another thing that I identify with so much is the idea of being so broken. I watched a um, parent who suffered from alcoholism have a gastric hemorrhage, did not recover. We buried her. And um, this disease, any disease of these isms that cause us to harm ourselves with our mind telling us that we're not harming ourselves and we continue to cycle over and over again because we haven't walked in this solution, any of those kind of things like that leaves an individual with no other choice 
but to decide to come in here and witnessing, witnessing somebody dying from this disease and um, all the ramifications involved with it, this paragraph really speaks to me about how anybody can walk through this program. So if you're anything like I am on the line, an atheist, agnostic, free thinker, somebody who has no belief in deities or outside interventionists, this program's for you too. It worked for me. Follow the program. The process is outlined in this book. Accept it. Walk through it. Have the experience. And you can come out on the other side the same way Hank did here from a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck to where people see me today. My personality has changed. My physical appearance has changed. And I am walking, walking in this solution and accepting the fact that I am not God. Once I got clear with that, I was able to get relief. So thanks for letting me share, and thanks for everybody being here. Pass. Hi, Sheila H. Sally A. Jackie B. Jackie B. from Boston. Kim J. Jackie B. I cannot hear anyone. Is a lot of ba- okay. Now I can hear. There's <laughs> a lot of background noise. I'll clear the line. Nessa R. KDT. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. Who would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read? Can I be heard? UL. Duel, I heard. Katie G from Boston. Katie G from Boston. Nessa R. Anyone else? Vasa R. Vasa R. This is Raquel from Israel. Raquel from Israel. I heard something, Jane. Okay, this is who I have. I have Duel. Katie G, Nessa R, Vasa O, and Raquel from Israel. Anyone else? All right, well, we get started with this group here and come back. Good morning, Duel. Good morning. Um, this is Du, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Thank you, God. And um, I love this. What is the solution? And now they're going to give us an example of what that looks like. And it says, you know, the man who is suffering, the chronic alcoholic, the chronic compulsive overeater. So it's not just anyone. It's the one that's really suffering from this disease of, you know, um, mental and physical deterioration. You know, because he had a gastric hemorrhage. He had, you know, um, a case of pathological mental deterioration. And it says, you know, that when he picked up the simple tool, um, you know, which is outlined in this book, he had hope, where there was no hope. And I I don't know about anyone else, but when I came into this program, I had no hope. You know, I I was at the end of my rope, and there was no way out because once I picked up my binge foods, I went off to the races. I didn't know what it was to have an elimination of my alcoholic binge foods. And it says, you know, in the doctor's opinion, over and over, that it is imperative that a man's brain be cleared before he is approached, as he has a better chance of understanding and accepting what we have to offer. 
And then it says again, of course, he ought to be free from his physical craving for liquor or for, in my case, my binge foods. And um, before psychological measures can be of maximum benefit. And this is about the third or fourth time that it says following the elimination of alcohol, following the elimination of our binge foods has to come first before we can accept what this book has to offer. And um, that's really important because I can't work the steps while I'm drunk on the food. I'm not going to get it. You know, um, so it says here, you know, that, that the results, there is a result from doing it this way. And the result is that I can experience a psychic change. I can experience a transformation. I can experience change physically because my body, when I eat the right foods, when I'm supposed to eat them, how I'm supposed to eat them, my body goes into that homeostasis position where it will bring my body back to its original place where it, it, it thrives and survives. And then it talks about the fact that, you know, um, this man had a transformation in his personality. He's not nervous anymore. He's not anxious. He's not worrying. He's not in, in self-reliance. He's not in trying to handle it himself. He's freed, and he's been returned and restored to health with no return to alcohol. That's the result. That's the result that this book tells you about, you know, that there is an end result. You don't stay recovering. You actually recover and you actually get on with your life. And that is the hope that this book uh, tells us about. And um, with that, I pass. And thank you, Dude L. And good morning, Katie G. Good morning. <clears throat> good morning, Santa. May I be heard? Yes, you can. Good morning, guys. Katie G, recovered anorexic bulimic compulsive overeater in Boston, setting my timer now. And, uh, wow, we are on fire. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, you know, when I came in, and, and this is crazy, I don't recognize me. I don't recognize the woman that I was when I came here, and there's been a long time when I've had no return to food. Um, I mean, when I came in here, I was living in a different part of the state. I was in a relationship that was my hostage and was not working. I was eating food and it was not working. It was too painful to go to work. Um, I had, thank you God, put down food but was starting to, I mean, excuse me, put down alcohol and was starting to figure out that food was a lot more complicated for me, the anorexia, the bulimia, and all the noise, noise, noise in my head and calling people and just being hysterical all the time and having absolutely no hope, no hope, wanting to die at the age of 24. Um, and, you know, I put up a lot of fight in this program. I put up, a, I had all these rights, all these things I needed to hang on to. And, um, you know, today, you know, my, my plan, you know, my plan of action today, like we talk about, it starts with entire abstinence. I, I've been having a lot of people call me recently and relapse and saying, well, aren't you sad about putting down that food? And, you know, at the end of my life, if God, if God says to me, you know, Katie, you could have had that food and you didn't, well, I, it doesn't matter to me, right, because I have a healthy relationship with food today. But I don't recognize that. You know, I'm 38 years old. I don't recognize that I have a healthy relationship with food. People look at me and they see an adult. They look at me and they see somebody who, like, gets up in the morning and pays her bills 
and, you know, shows up in a relationship and shows up to all of you guys. And, you know, I don't understand fundamentally how God has put me into, has, has made me into that person, how death of self, death of Katie, death of Katie's needs is, is what is required for successful living. It's entire abstinence, working my tools, fitting my life into this program and all of a sudden, you know, I want to get up in the morning and live. And, you know, it doesn't mean this is not feel good anonymous. So if you're looking to feel good, you're in the wrong program. You're going to feel good. As so many people say, you're going to feel fear and, and depression and anxiety. But you know what? All of that will be removed. And today I have the willingness to bear discomfort because I have a solution that is, as, that is laid out in this program of Overeaters Anonymous that's laid out in this book called Alcohol. Anonymous, and I have hope today. You know, no matter what happens, and I'll close with this, no matter what happens to me today, no matter what medical conditions, financial issues, husband issues, whatever issues I walk through today, I know that when I put my head on the pillow, I have a relationship with God. I have a place to go to called Overeaters Anonymous, and I want to live today. And that is fundamentally, profoundly different. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. And thank you, Katie G. And good morning, Nessa R. Hi, good morning. Vision for you. It's Nessa R. Recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, wow, like those two shares um, were very powerful. And I guess I just only want to reiterate what was said. Um, you know, the doctor here not only gives us what the solution is, i.e. The, the psychic change, the, the personal transformation, the transformation of personality, but also the method. You know, he said, following the elimination of alcohol, he accepted the plan outlined in this book. Um, and this is the fourth time, the fourth out of five times that the doctor says the sequence is, you must put down the substance first, and then you work the steps. The fifth, the fifth reference is going to um, occur just a little bit lower in this, in this same page that we're reading now. But it's like, why is he telling us that five times? You know, I'm not, I'm not dumb. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm intelligent. I have a, I have a postgraduate degree. You know, I'm, I'm pretty capable. So why is he telling me this five times? He's telling me this five times because I'm an addict and because I'm always going to try to find the easier, softer way. I'm always going to try to find the magic pill that's going to enable me to eat everything I want and still be thin. You know, um, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, I guess, my inability to differentiate the truth from the false. Like, I, I know intuitively, I know intuitively that a person who's drunk on alcohol, that a person who's high on drugs, cannot possibly work the steps and expect, um, you know, a, a good outcome. It just won't work. But somehow, I make the leap uh, to the food and think that the steps uh, will work for me, even, in, even though I have not put the food down. And I tried it, and I tried it, and there's literature out there in, in, in the early rooms that says that, yeah, you can, uh, but it never, ever, ever ever worked for me, you know, and, and the reason why I'm looking for these loopholes, as, as was shared, is because I don't want to bear the discomfort. It is uncomfortable to be abstinent and not recovered, but, you know, if we work this process properly, like, you know, thank God I found a person who took me to 
a person in whom the problem had been solved, it took me through the process properly, you know, made me put down my foot entirely, and took me through the steps fast. So if we go to the steps that's outlining this book, it can, it, it, that can have to take more than two months. And I can bear two months of discomfort. That, that's okay. But the reason we emphasize this five times is because it has to be this way. It cannot work any other way. So, yes, it is uncomfortable, but the discomfort is not forever. And you know, what's out there on the other side is so much better than just simply avoiding discomfort. It's happiness, joy, and freedom, um, which I'll take any day, um, and it's what I'm experiencing today and what I pass. And thank you, Nessa R. And good morning, Vasa O. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service, and I'm grateful recovered from possible Vida calling from Florida. And, you know, I was just so excited to hear the solution, what was my problem. And I, I just, I guess I had hit bottom. I had crossed over. There was nothing more for me to try, to do, to put the food down. And uh, I, I, I heard it was a food addiction or eating disorder or compulsive overeating. And there was a solution to my problem. If I took the action that is outlined in the big book, and I, I found hope where, the, where there, I, was, I felt hopeless, that's it, I was just going to die fat and miserable. And, but I needed to put down the alcoholic foods that triggered my craving. And I did. I did that even maybe three or four days before I came to the program because the person brought me to the program had 12-stepped me a little bit here and there, told me about the allergy, the mental obsession. And I said, okay, I can do it for one day. So at least, you know, when I came to the first meeting, I had a little more clarity because I wasn't using um, the sugar and the refined alcoholic things. But anyways, the clarity has to be there in order for me to work the 12 steps. If, and I listened very carefully, and I wanted to make sure I had those foods on because I wanted to go through the steps and hear or understand what they were saying. And it has been a long time, this year, I, a long time has passed with no return to alcohol. And it is by the grace of God. I was so ready and I was so willing to surrender to this beautiful program and the 12 steps that, the, that God inspired to design them. And I do believe it's a gift. It's a gift from God, although I had a hard time understanding and surrendering to God, but I was so desperate. I didn't care. I did surrender. And it has been a long time since I've been abstinent. It has been a long time since I told my husband I'm going to go to another diet. He hasn't heard that for years and years. All my kids. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you, Vasa. Oh. And good morning, Raquel. Raquel from Israel, star one. Hello, good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Good morning. 
thank you, thank you so much for your service and thank you all my family there. I really, I will say the word the same thing on you. I love you and I need you because yesterday, like our beloved Bill used to say, this disease almost took me to the cleaners. I, I did not, I, I cannot tell you how, and I'll try, how a food behavior can bring about as much devastation and, and hangover as I have today because I dare to go to a place that I'm probably not well enough yet spiritually, emotionally, I would say, to handle. I went to a funeral for a very dear cousin. And uh, I, since I have been now abstinent and, and, uh, and, and recovering for eight years, a month, and 11 days, uh, very strictly with the food. When I came back from there, the emotions were just too much. And I ate outside, and I ate only the things that I'm allowed to eat. But it was using because I was trying to ward off feelings that I could not handle the height of them. And so, and I had food at home. I only needed to get on one more bus and not stop at, at a food court in, a, in the Grand Central Station in Jerusalem. That's not the place for me to be when I'm so, so moved and so in pain for this person and identifying because she was alone. And what is this thing about being and then all of a sudden not being? That was not the right thing, not the right decision. But I've got you all, and I've got my wonderful friends around me, and somebody who recently came to Israel, and she's under vision and recovered from, from another disease and that. And all I'm doing today is just doing programs, just sitting and reading, and all like a repentant, like a repentant. I did not go off with, with substance, but I found out and I learned that a wrong behavior is an eating behavior. And, well, the alcoholics don't have it. It doesn't matter whether you drink the, whether you drink the vodka standing up or sitting down or outside or inside, none of these things. But for me, for us, I think, for other people too, and for me here especially, I learned. So as long as I was comforted by this uh, sponsor, but as long as I learned something from it, and I'm willing to make other commitments that I will not go into these places. I'm sorry. I'm glad that many of you can do it. I can't. Not yet. We'll see what God is bringing about. He's done wonders and miracles for me. And you, you guys there are part of the miracle that happened to me. That it's no longer... A reminder? Yes, yes. It, I, I'll wrap up. But it's no longer just... Uh, there's that serenity and it's no longer they just do the steps and keep on eating. I'm with you guys. Heart and soul, I, I'll go for broke. I'm going to do this thing and God will come more than halfway to rescue me from that too. Thank you so much. And have a wonderful recovering day, all of you. See my time is up. Thank you. And I can. And thank you, Raquel. Um, if you're just joining us, we are on page XXXI, reading the first two paragraphs. Who else would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read today? Charles Jackie B. B. Oh, I heard Charles Jackie H. 
Jackie B. Jackie B. I got you, Jackie, Jackie B. B. Thank you. Melissa C. Thank you. Can I have Charles H. Jackie B. Melissa C. Anyone else? Danielle O. Danielle O. Bella G. Bella G. Okay, good morning, Charles H. Good morning, Santa H. Thank you for your loyal service. Charles H, a recovered compulsive overeater. And I've been, you know, I, I love when Dr. Silkworth says stay, stay on the firing line. You know, I, I've been going to those relapse meetings where I've been going to those meetings that they said, shh, don't say nothing about food. Where the hell can you say something about food if you can't say it in Overeaters Anonymous? Where, where, where can a newcomer go? You know, I hear people say, oh, you know, uh, go get a sponsor. The newcomer don't know nothing about that. The newcomer don't know nothing about, um, you know, pounds. The newcomer, I, I could tell you when I first came to OA, oh, 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 have a salad, that, that's good? All right, let me put a whole bunch of Caesar dressing on there. Nobody told me about balsamic vinegar. Where, where, where can I go? Where can, where can a newcomer go to, to, if you can't talk about food? Why is the big book? Um, uh, has four chapters, which is 34%, um, focus on the first step because it, it, it's critical. It's critical for the newcomer to be able to discuss food. And, and I love you guys. My mind has changed. We need to stay on the firing line. We need to talk to our newcomers about food because it's scary, and we don't know. It's such a secret. Balsamic vinegar was such a secret. The, 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 the jocks in the gym they ain't going to tell you about it. They ain't going to tell you about it. And it, me like a fool thinking I'm, I'm, I'm abstinent, um, you know, with my salad and, and, and dousing it with, with, with dressing, dousing it, killing myself. In the rooms of OA, right? You know, in the rooms of OA, unbelievable. And the text says, following the elimination, following this physical rehabilitation, I ain't no, I'm, I'm not no historian, but I can, but this is, this is black and white. You don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to figure it out that the food needs to be down 100% and it's uncomfortable. That's why we suggest you to get some days after it entirely and get a sponsor and hold their hand. I don't want to hear that I ain't got time. You got time to binge, but you ain't got time to recover. I don't want to hear that my job, my cat, my woman, my boyfriend, following your elimination. Get busy. You know, it says he accepted the plan in the book. That's all you got to do is accept it. Ready, set, go. Let's get it. Because life's on the line. And a tombstone ain't going to say dead because he didn't accept the plan outlined in the book. But we already know what it is. Oh, the rooms of OA is a killing field. My mind has been flipped. It's been changed. I'm convinced. Uh, you know, thank you, Sally. I love you so much. Uh, thank you, Melanie C. Thank you, all of you guys. Thank you, everybody at Trampoline Voice on this line, because this is life and death for real. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Charles H. And good morning, Jackie B. Hi. Can I be heard? You sure can. Okay. I'm Jackie B. from the Bronx, New York City, uh, recovering today one day at a time. Um I am really grateful for this because 
you know, I've been in this program 25 years, and um, I've had long-term abstinence, short-term abstinence. I've done it every way you could, which way. But it's just recently in the last uh, five months that um, I guess my mind was opened and willing to hear the message of the big book. Uh, I've always known the big book. It's not that I didn't, but I finally realized about the, I had to put down the allergic foods first, all of them, not just some of them, not the seventh ingredient, not the eighth ingredient, all of it. And when I did that, the clarity came. And when the clarity came, I was able to hear the sponsor. I was able to hear the change. And I'm amazed in five months, the transformation physically, mentally, spiritually has been awesome. Uh, my my life was 24-7 negativity, negativity. Everything was always, you know, if there was something positive, I found the negative for it. And today, um, people ask me how you feel. I feel good, or I feel miserable, or I feel uh, scared, ashamed, hurt, worried. You know, it doesn't matter. I get to feel, um, and yet I know it passes. Um, you would think that, you know, when I used to spend time being resentful, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't wash the dishes. Now I get up and I wash those dishes and I say, thank you, God, that I can. Um, my 14-year-old's a compulsive overeater. My husband I met in these rooms, he's a compulsive overeater. He has recovery in the other two fellowships, but for some reason the big book doesn't call for him when it comes to the food. Um, but you know what? I focus on Jackie. I focus on what the big book tells me. I focus on being of service today to everybody in this holy world. You know, even the littlest person to the smallest person, to people I've never even met yet. I know that as long as I'm available for service, that I'm available to say, God, I don't got this. I need your help. It works. You know, yesterday it was foggy out. I got to a meeting, but I said, you know what, God, you drive the car. You help me stay focused because I want to be already in the supermarket or I want to be somewhere else. But no, stay in the now. The now is is that do what you got to do. Do that 11-step every single day. Do that 10-step when needed. Do uh, phone calls. Make calls. Read. Write. Do everything you're supposed to do. You know, everything else in OA is a tool, but the big book, I have to say, and I never thought I'd ever say that, is the way to go um, because it gave me the blueprint. You know, it's no longer about, you know, my dad, the alcoholic. It's about Jackie, the recovering food addict today, one day at a time. So thank you, and have a lovely day. And thank you, Jackie B. Good morning, Melissa C. Hi, good morning, Santa. Good morning, everyone. Um, it's Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, I just love the um, power of transformation that this book, the program outlined here, um, has the ability to recreate human lives. And it's, it is nothing short of, you know, miraculous that, um, you know, I know myself, my transformation has been incredible. It's been unbelievable. There's been um, people who have not recognized me, yes, physically. But um, even when you talk to me, I have a different perspective on life. You know, I, 
I used to walk around um, with a fake smile on a lot. But if you talk to me for more than five minutes, you could feel the misery. You know, I had, I would sit at places with a list of mental complaints, you know, and, um, and reasons um, that other people sucked, you know. And that is not my experience today. And, and that it is a result of complete misery. Like, I think that's the component here. We're talking about a man who... Um, had this gastric hemorrhage, hemorrhage, and clearly he's a mess. You know, his mind is a mess, um, and his body is a mess, and um, and that was me. And I think um, that's the piece that's so important. I think so long as um, if if you don't think that your life needs to be changed and recreated, it's pretty hard to buy into this whole thing. So you know. Sometimes people pop in, I found at meetings, maybe looking for a diet, you know, maybe just looking for some weight loss, and um, hopefully, you know, they learn maybe something, and then um, if they don't have what I have, then it's not really for them, and they can move on, but if you have complete desperation, and you're in agony and in pain, um, that's wonderful news, because we actually have something here that can help recreate your life. And, um, you know, and so it tells me that my misery, my pain um, was a beautiful thing. You know, it's allowed me to be helpful. It's allowed me to be useful. And, you know, I, I just want to say real quick, I work in a place that's crazy. That um, and, and the fact that I have been physically transformed and spiritually transformed and my life has been recreated, I bring that into my workplace because if it can happen for me, it can happen for a crazy school district too. And um, I feel like I'm just a, a, a person filled with hope today. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. And thank you, Melissa C. And good morning, Dan Danielle O. Danielle, if you're speaking, we don't hear you. Good morning, it's Danielle Owens from the US. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. I, I just ended up in a I, I I'm gonna pass. Thank you. I'm just grateful to be here this morning. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Danielle. Uh, next we have Bella G. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overheater. Good morning, Santa, and thank you for doing this service. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for being here on the line. Wow, it's such a wonderful, powerful paragraph. What is the solution? There is a hope. Yes, before I came to the program, I just lived being unhappy, unhappy every minute of my life. I lived in to judge myself, to blame myself. I knew that I am overweight, and I knew that the problem is with me. I am not like others. Everybody else can lose weight, but not me. Something is wrong with me. I am not that smart. I don't have the willpower, and I was angry. And, you know, I was angry at myself. I was angry at everybody. And I was angry at God 
God was part in my life, but for me, God was a punishing God, and I was angry at him. Why he is not listening to me? I want so much to lose weight, and he doesn't want me to lose. He doesn't listen to me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. As soon as I came to the program, yes, I had the hope. There is a solution. And I saw so many people, they are the same as me, and they found a solution. So if they found a solution, I have the solution too. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that, first of all, by understanding that my disease is also a physical disease. I have an allergy in the body, and it's nothing to do with me. This is the present that I got, that I got from God. And there is a solution for this too, just to take away my alcoholic food and to stay abstinent. Thank you, God, that I found the solution, living the 12 steps one day at a time. Thank you for letting me share my pass. And thank you, Bella G. And my name is Santa H. I'm going to take a moment here to share on this section as well, and then I'll move on to possibly one or two more people. Um, this area is really touching to me because when I, like, if those ever heard of OA, um, let's do a vision for you. I came on this meeting, didn't even know what a big book was, didn't even know what the word abstinent meant. Um, I really thought they were, you all were talking about sex when I came in here. That's just how green I was. But I do remember reading this section, and I literally cried. Because I really felt at that time it was the universe give me a glimpse into the future what my vision can be like. Because when I came in, um, I my mission was just to lose 100 pounds. That's all I was here for, get the weight off. But then as I stuck around and I got that, that weight off, I really found out that weight and food was not my problem. It was my thinking. And I think that really deep down in my soul, what was, what was nudging at me was the line where he said, brimming over with self-reliance and contentment, because even though I was in his nice 120-pound body, um, I still didn't have the self-reliance and contentment that I have today. And that's what this plan has done for me. It has given me a, a, a wealth of spiritual awakenings, um, spiritual experiences, um, spiritual resources I can tap into today that, I mean, I would be almost a fool to even think about going back to food. Uh, it's, not even a, it's not even a discussion for me. When it says no return to alcohol, I, it's, I don't even think about it. Because I, it's like, for me, it's like you take the lid off a toothpaste and you squeeze it. You can't put the toothpaste back in. I have had it so good in these three years in, this, in being um, recovered and living the 12-step way of life that, I mean, it's like putting, it's like, there's no way. It, I just, I couldn't go back. I just don't see myself going back. And um, so like it says here, you know, for me, um, I remember when I, when I got all the weight off and I got myself together and I got the confidence and the peace and serenity, I did go back to, to Georgia and Florida where I came from and I showed those people who and what I was. Yeah, I was 100 pounds lighter. Yeah, I looked good on the outside. But I wanted them to see that I was not the person that I used to be. 
And I was here to clear, clear the wreckage of my past. And I was wanting to get rid of the pain and the hurt and the, the arrogance and the self-centeredness that I was. Because that's what I was feeling all those years, living on my finite self. Where today, I aspire one day at a time to just be my authentic self and to tap into that inner power source that's within me. And with tasting that every day, moment by moment, there is nothing in this world that tastes better than that. And with that, I'll pass, and we do have time for about one, two more shares. Does anybody like to jump in? Renee C. Renee C., go right ahead, Renee. Good morning, Santa. Great to be on this meeting and my fellow visionaries. This is Renee C., grateful recovering compulsive overeater from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What is the solution? That's how this paragraph starts, the first paragraph. And then it goes on to talk about the miracle in this gentleman, and I don't remember his name, I'm so sorry, that he accepted the plan outlined in this book, and from a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck emerged a man brimming over with self-reliance and contentment. What a miracle that is. The solution is in this book and these steps. I am so grateful for vision for you. I am so grateful for my higher power. I am so grateful for my fellows. And I am so grateful for my life today because second to none, even on the days where I'm not doing as well as I would like to be doing, I am living the steps one moment at a time, imperfectly, not perfectly, doing my 10th and 11th and 12th step, um, and working on the steps one at a time in the order that they were written. I am so very grateful for all of you. And as I say each time I speak, I love you all. I don't know where my life would be without you, without vision, and without my higher power. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, and have a great day. And thank you, Renee C. We do have time for another share or two. I didn't hear any names. Paula D. I heard Paula, and I heard, I think it was Larry. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Okay, I have Paula and Paula D. Then Larry K. Go ahead, Paula. Good morning to you. And thank you. Uh, This would be Paula D. Currently in Florida, recovered by and with the grace of God. I'm going to come to this line here, and I'm just going to camp out right here. One year later, he called to see me, and I experienced a very strange sensation. I knew the man by name and partly recognized his features. But there, all resemblance ending. From a trembling, despairing, nervous wreck had emerged a man brimming over with self-reliance and contentment. Now I'm going to zero in and camp out at one word, emerged. Emerged means it's something that's already there. It doesn't mean something came into place, something that was already there that was covered up. It was covered up by this disease. And whether it be food, a bite, a drink, whatever it happens to be, but in this case, we, we will talk about the food. Something emerged that was already there. It's in all of us, and this is the pipe. But we, if we do the steps, if we do the work, it emerges. It finally has the, it can come up, and that's what it did. But look at what he says, and I'm not going to take much longer because the words speak for themselves. Go below the words, though. 
had emerged a man brimming over. Wow. He just, look at brimming over. Yeah, you know the walk. You know, someone said, I don't know this man's name that we're talking about. It could be yours. It can be yours. It could be mine. You know, I'm going to end right there. What hope. I love being there with hope. And with that, I do pass. And Larry, your time. (laughs) Thank you again. Bye-bye. And thank you, Paula D. And Larry K., take us out. Larry K., you're speaking. We don't hear you. Star one, please. (laughs) Sorry about that, Santa. I'll try to be real quick. Larry K., recovered compulsive overeater. Um, You know, the the one thing I want to mention, Hank Parkhurst is who we're talking about here. And this guy did, uh, apparently, he put down the alcohol, and this guy transformed. He changed. Um, You know, if you read about his history, he's human. Oh, he's human. Uh, human beings are capable of doing lots of different things. I'd say with Hank, one of the, a couple of things that I, that I have great um, respect for. One, you know, he, he applied these principles and he, he apparently, you know, put the alcohol down and was recovered. This book would not be published if it wasn't for Hank. He had a lot to do with the book getting published in, in working with Bill and others, those early pioneers. Second thing is that um, he was a big proponent. This was an atheist prior, from what I read. Um, he did come to believe in a power greater than himself. And uh, he, it was, uh, he, he influenced, had great influence on just the spirituality rather than, you know, God as we understand God, along with what Ebby, you know, uh, talked about there. Um, but he focused on the spirituality and the all-inclusiveness with, that reg- in, with regard to that. But the other thing is I'm reminded, you know, I do, you know, this, this, this spiritual journey, this staying on this beam of recovery, one of the things I read in Hank's story is it, it is contingent upon me remaining in fit spiritual condition because I'm human and there are resentments, there are fears, there's greed, there's all kinds of human things that I need to be careful about. And that's why I practice these principles to the best of my ability, one day at a time. So I can have the privilege of staying on this beam of recovery because it's quite easy for us to get to rest on our laurels. And that's what I read a little bit in Hank's story as well. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks for your service, Santa. And thank you, Larry Kay. And we have come to the end of our meeting. And thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of studying immediately following closing. We are now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Good morning, Um, this is Lisa B. Can I be heard? Yes, you can, Lisa B. Thank you. I was just unmuting, so I realized I cut you off, so thank you. Go ahead and take over. Thank you. This is Lisa B., a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. 
Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as, as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.